Hey everyone, it's Dorianne from YourCareerGirl.com and welcome to another episode of the Deeper Than Work podcast. I'm so excited that you're here. Um, it really excites me every time I see that people are downloading and sharing and reviewing and subscribing. And if you haven't done that already and you like what you hear, what are you waiting for? Go ahead and write the review, subscribe, do all that good stuff, tell a friend. I really appreciate it. All right. So in today's episode, I want to break down my my salary journey or my compensation journey. Many of you, if you've been following me for some time, you know that I speak a lot about, you know, this whole idea of being an employee, working a nine to five, but still making six figures. For some reason, it's like making six figures is like put on a pedestal and and people think that the only way you can get to that level is if you're an entrepreneur you know or if you live in certain regions or if you're in certain industries and i just that all of that is just not true so i want to break down my journey with my compensation from when i started working what i did what i didn't do the mistakes that i've made in hopes that you can avoid those mistakes and if you've done these things already you can just quickly course correct and get to where you need to be. So I want to break that down for you today. But before I do that, I want to make sure that if you have not already, you go to yourcareergirl.com and you sign up for the five-day career makeover toolkit. This toolkit will transform your career in just five days. If you are unhappy with your work, if you don't know what your purpose is, you're not even sure what to do, you don't know how to organize your goals, go to yourcareergirl.com Download the free five-day makeover toolkit and thank me later. That's really all I have to say about that. And if you like what you hear in this episode, then please review it, subscribe, share with a friend, all that good stuff. I would really appreciate that. So if you're new to me, again, my name is Dorian, and I am the creator of Your Career Girl. And Your Career Girl is an online career coaching boutique specifically designed for high-achieving and ambitious women who are they're over the status quo, right? They're over being just average and mediocre in their careers and they want to make much as much money as they possibly can. They want to have impact. They want to spend time doing the things that they actually love and not trading time for dollars and just being unfulfilled. So if that sounds like you, then you're in the right place and I'm glad to have you. So let's talk about my career story. So as it relates to money, all right, so I started working back in 2005. Um, it was in, so the year before that, 2004, I did a summer internship at an investment bank in New York, and it was a 10-week program. It went well. The starting salary at that time was $45,000. For me being a college student and this being my first real job, like the job I had before that was working at Chuck E. Cheese. Like I was the rat, I was Chucky, and I had to dance and do all this stuff for birthday parties. Like that was was my job before this investment banking job. So the fact that I was making $45,000, I was just so excited. I was so happy. Didn't ask any questions. Went on ahead, did my internship. They liked me. I liked them. And so they offered me a full-time job and I said, sure, let's do it. So I started working there full-time 2005. So July of 2005 after I graduated from college and my starting salary was $50,000. Now keep in mind, again, this was my first job 
I was just so happy to have a job coming out of college. I did not ask any questions. Literally, they sent me the offer letter and the same day I had it signed back in the mail, ready to go out to them again. It didn't even come into my brain at all. Not even a little tiny inkling that, hmm, maybe I should negotiate. Maybe I should ask questions. Maybe I should see if this is a standard rate or if there's room for, you know, any, any wiggle room. I didn't do any of that stuff. I didn't talk to anyone about it. I had, you know, I had a mentor, but that's just not something that I discussed with, with her. So I just started there. And at the time, like, I, I remember being in my head, like, this is amazing. This is great. Like, yes, sign. where do I sign up? But now, knowing how important it is for your first salary, where you're starting out, how it sets the bar for pretty much how much you make over the, the rest of your career, I wish I would have even just asked a question. Like, not knowing, also knowing what I know now as part of an intern, um, an analyst program and all of that, it wasn't you know, negotiable. It was what it was. But there's something about just asking the question. There's something about knowing that you you have the right to ask that really, I think, could have changed just my trajectory as, as far as, you know, my expectations for money and, and how things went in my career after that. So needless to say, I didn't ask any questions. I signed on the dotted line, started off with $50,000. I did well in my first year. Um, you know, really picked up really quickly. This was my first time in investment banking, first time in operations. I had like my background was in psychology, like nothing to do with this, but I did well, well and I was going on a great path. And then my first year, I got a $10,000 raise. Again, no questions asked. I don't even know if I, I, didn't, I definitely didn't expect the raise, but when it happened, I was just like so thrilled and over the moon that I was getting a raise and that it was $10,000. And I was just like, oh my gosh. And on top of that, I got a bonus as well. I don't even remember how much it was, but definitely like a five figure bonus. Um, and so this was just my trajectory. So I stayed at that company for years. Every year I was getting raises, I was getting bonuses. And I said nothing. I asked, I, I just took whatever was given to me and I could kick myself as I think about this and I'm talking to you now. It, again, it never even crossed my mind to even ask the question. Thankfully, I was in an industry and a, a, a company that is a very high paying company um, and you know, they, they really do their best to make sure that people are paid what they were. So I was getting raises of 10,000, 15,000, you know, a raise one year was like, you know, I jumped from 75,000 for my base salary to 115,000. Like literally that was the, the salary increase that I got. So I'm not saying this to complain and say about, I wasn't getting paid more, but I'm saying this to just to, to illustrate the fact that I was a passive participant in my compensation. I never asked any questions. I just always assumed I was so uncomfortable even bringing up the topic, even in the conversations when I'm being told how much my raise is going to be. I'm just like, Oh, thank you. Like, I didn't even know, I didn't even know what to say. I didn't even like, 
how is this and and looking back now and speaking to people who are at that level now and you know starting in their careers and some of the people who are making the right choices like they at least ask the question well what's the formula for this how was this derived and being in HR being an HR professional I get especially around compensation time I get my inbox flooded with people trying to make appointments to speak to me about their compensation and they're vocal to their managers about what they expect and they're vocal to HR and they're vocal to to anyone who will listen basically and you know I'll probably talk about that in another episode about how to actually go about asking for money and, and asking for raises because there is a right way and there is a wrong way but at least these people are taking control of their own their finances right they're taking control of what it is that they earn and they're not leaving that up to someone else which is what I did for the entire early part of my career that's what I did. When I think back to how much money I could be making now had I set the bar for myself back then, it's it's not something like I, I don't cry over it. I'm not in the corner like, oh my gosh, what, you know, I'm not doing all of that. But it's just something that I think about that I just wonder how much money did I leave on the table? How much money? Because as you continue to get raises and you get bonuses and all of that, it's a percentage of what you're making. So if you start off, I started off at 50, everything that was calculated since then was calculated off of that starting point. And because I never asked any questions or, you know, tried to figure out what the formulas were, how things were being derived, who knows? I probably have left tens of thousands of dollars on the table. So it wasn't until after I got laid off, that was the pivotal moment in my career. I'd spent, and I've talked about this before, it's in the previous episodes, blog posts, etc. I'll put the link to, to that in the in the notes. But when I realized I had given so many years of my life to this company, I'd given, you know, my health, I'd given my energy, I'd given so much time, and they just laid me off like it was it just was what it was they let me work the entire day and lay off other people and then when it was all said and done called me into the office to lay me off like it was just whatever but just after that experience and after seeing like how no one really has my back as far as my career wise more than I do or no one should have my back more than I should that was really an eye-opening moment for me. So that was literally the turning point for me when it came to just everything, my career, my personal life, just everything, but especially with the way I approached my compensation, that every single situation that I've gotten myself in since then, like I am not afraid to talk about money. I'm not afraid to negotiate. When I, after I got laid off and I you know, found a new opportunity, it could have been very tempting and it would have been easy and understandable for me. I spent the better part of a year unemployed. It would have been understandable for me to say, uh, I'm so happy. So whatever they offer me, I'm just going to jump at the chance and take it. Could have been, it would have been easy for me to do that. But that's just not where my head was. Like, yes, I understand that I'm currently unemployed. I understand that, you know, I've been unemployed for almost for about a year and I, and I get that, but I still know what I'm worth and I still know 
what I bring to the table. And so I need to be compensated accordingly. And so that was something that I really learned from that experience. And as I look back over my salary um, journey from I started working. So that was something that I did. And, you know, every subsequent year, it, I, my manager knew what I was expecting for my uh, phrase. He knew, you know, if I was happy, unhappy with what I actually got. And yes, were there times that I didn't get what I asked for? Of course. But the point is that I'm not going to take this lying down. I'm not going to be quiet about it and just take whatever it is you throw at me. I'm going to voice my concern and voice my opinion. And at that place, you know, it just came to a point. And even my bonuses, like I, I, I had expectations for what my bonuses were and what my total compensation would be. And these are these are conversations I was openly having with my boss. This was not something that I was afraid of. This was not something that I shied away from speaking about because I know that if I didn't talk about it, then no one was. Not being in HR, being on the other side of the desk, I guess is a good way to put it. I know what those conversations are like. And Managers have to work towards a budget. They have all of these parameters they're dealing with. They have HR in their ear. They have their managers in their ear, you know, and they, when they're thinking about, okay, how do I pay these people? Yes, of course, they're talking about who does well and who deserves this and, you know, who's had a great year, but they're also talking about who's the squeaky wheel. Who's the person that I know is not going to go over well if I come here with some subpar bonus or some subpar raise for them who's going to give me give me hell and this is part of the conversation and not that they make decisions based on that and not that they should but it is something that is taken into account so many times I hear them saying oh no she'll be she'll be fine and you know what it's always it's almost always a she as well because for some reason women don't negotiate as much as men, they don't feel comfortable. I did a case study of an advertising technology company last year in 2016. And for all of the people that were hired, 22% of the males who were hired negotiated their salary. Only 12% of women negotiated theirs. That's a big disparity. Why is it that only 12% of the women who are coming in feel empowered enough to ask those questions and to, 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 to talk about salary and, and, and really just negotiate what it is that they deserve? And believe me, especially when you're being offered a job, that is the best time to take advantage of this. Maybe you don't, maybe you already started on down a path at your current job and you know that they have budgets and you're not getting the bonuses you want and it just is what it is. Then as you look to move on and go somewhere else, you need to be thinking about leveraging the fact that you're getting an offer. That's the perfect time for you to ask questions and to negotiate and to have everything in order. If you are not being paid what it is you feel you're worth and what it is you deserve, and I'll talk a little bit about how to to figure that all out in a second, but if you're not being paid what you're worth or what you deserve, then you need to make sure that you are fighting for yourself and that you are bringing that to the attention of the right people who can actually make those changes and make something happen. So after I went to this job, this new job after being laid off, I negotiated my salary on starting. You know, I went through the motions in each cycle and I told them what I was happy about, what I wasn't happy about. When it was time for me to leave, I negotiated myself another salary increase of $25,000. And even before taking that offer, I had gotten other offers and negotiated $5,000 and $10,000. And and I said no, like even to the job that, you know, I got. And 
it seemed like it was going to be a great opportunity and they just we couldn't meet halfway we just couldn't meet where with the salary requirements and I wasn't afraid to walk away because I know that if I give up I, it's okay for me to give up good for great and had I said okay it's 5,000 let me just get this over with let me just do what I got to do and just take it then I would have missed out on the opportunity for this 25,000 and on top of the 25,000 a guaranteed bonus of 20% like I when I'm talking about negotiating and when I'm talking about getting paid what you're worth I'm not talking chunk change I'm talking about really being deliberate about what it is you need what it is you want what it is that you deserve and I learned this lesson. I mean, unfortunately, it took me like, a, you know, years to learn this lesson, but I've learned it now and it's instilled in everything that I do and in, in everyone that I coach and that I interact with. Like negotiating is just in general, negotiating skills in life is something that everyone, they should be teaching that in high school. Like it's just, especially for women, it's something that we should all know, but especially when it comes to negotiating your salary your compensation. It's something that everyone should really be aware of. So that's been my journey for my compensation. You know, I'm at a point where, I mean, do I want to be making more? Of course, like, you know, from my nine to five, from my businesses, of course, I want to be making more money. So, but it's not a matter of me feeling like I'm not getting paid what I deserve. You will never hear me say, I'm not getting paid what I deserve because I know what I deserve and I'm getting paid that and then some. And so that's just my goal for the people that I coach and the women that I work with. I want you to feel confident and be able to say that, that I'm being paid what I'm worth and I'm being paid what I deserve. And being in HR, I have access to comp. I see what other people make. I see people in other industries. I can see it by gender, by this, by that. Like, you know, benchmarking throughout the industry for many companies. And so, yes, I can confidently say that I am being paid what I am worth but I know for a fact that had I you know been like that that case study that I spoke about and been a part of the the majority of women who didn't negotiate like when they first gave me my offer it was less than what I'm making now and had I said okay then that they would have just took that but I said no you know let me break down why this is what I deserve and lo and behold it's what I got so I just say all that to say that having the confidence to ask for what you deserve is like the key ingredient to making the money that you want to jumping into that six figure bracket or and even if six figures is not your goal whatever your money goal is whatever your compensation goal is you have to have a strategy you have to understand you know what it is you want why you want it how do you come to those numbers and the way you do that really quickly is one you do your research you always need to do your research so that you're not going in blindly having a conversation, throwing around random numbers that won't resonate with the people you're speaking to. So when I any negotiation that I enter into, I've done my research. I go on Glassdoor.com. I go on LinkedIn. I, you know, if there's people within my network that I can speak to, I do that. But I definitely do my research with the numbers that I'm going at. And then I, you have to build up that confidence. Even though I've negotiated multiple times at this point and I coach people on how to negotiate, it's still not something that just comes natural and that feels okay. It's awkward. You know, people are saying things even, you know, the other day I was actually negotiating a speaking engagement, the the, the fee for that. And, you know, it, it was kind of awkward. It, it gets awkward. You're talking about money and, you know, you're trading numbers and all of that. It can be awkward, but you have to push through. You have to push through that feeling and you have to, there needs to be some self-talk that you do to yourself to let them, to let yourself know 
this is what I deserve. This is what I'm going to do. This is why I'm going to do it and, and just move on with it. And, you know, maybe you, you feel like, okay, so I asked the question first, but then I get a little bit of pushback and I don't want to lose out. So I'm just going to back off. No, you got to push through. The fortune is in the follow-up. Someone told me that before and that really just stuck with me. The fortune is in the follow-up. A lot of people, they may feel get that, you know, get the little confidence boost and they'll ask that once, but then when they get a no or they get a I'm not sure or somebody makes a little face, then they just back up and kind of, you know, try to clean it up and act like, oh, no, okay, it's all right, but you got to push through it. And then you have to really understand when it's time to walk away and when it's time to compromise. So yes, there may be some instances where you're, you know, negotiating it for a, a salary or a raise or a bonus or whatever, and it's not working out the way you want. There's just no room. They're not trying to be shady. There's just they there's there's absolutely no budget. And I had a client of mine who she's been looking for a job and you know she found one that she really liked and just the money was just not where it needed to be. And she had a choice to make. Like, do I jump out and take this offer even though I know it's not at the compensation that I would want especially for the level of work that I'm doing and for my experience and I have two masters and all of that or do I you know say no to my good and wait for great so you really have to make these real decisions and and, and for yourself and figure out should you you know just walk away from it from the situation and and having the confidence that you'll get something else that's better or do you even negotiate. So I've coached someone through the through a negotiation where, okay, the salary just couldn't come up any further, but she was able to negotiate reimbursement for transportation. And, you know, she could start two weeks later, but still be on payroll. Like there's, there's so many other things you could do. The point is with negotiation and with compensation, all of these things, look at it as a total package. So it's, it's about bonus. It's about salary. It's about 401k. It's about additional benefits. Look at it totally and figure out what's important, what's most important to you. What are your non-negotiables? What things do you really have to make sure gets done? And then you work through those. But it's possible the, the the whole point and I feel like I'm rambling so I'm about to wrap this up but the whole point of this is that we all start from somewhere I didn't wake up and start working as a person who was just okay with negotiating and just did what I had to do and you know walking around asking for more that's not how I started I spent years six years seven years just taking what I was given being unhappy and grumbling to myself not even knowing that I could even ask the question. It didn't even occur to me. And it wasn't until I had to really make that shift in my own mind and make things happen for myself that things really began to change. So no matter where you are in your journey, as far as wanting to make higher, a higher salary, making six figures, whatever your goal is, know that you can turn that around. You need to think about your strategy, do your research, build up that confidence, and then go in there, guns blazing and getting across what it is that you want and knowing whether to walk away from a situation if it's not going in the direction you want or compromise but you should never feel backed into a corner or feel you know like you're not empowered to ask for what it is that you deserve that is just my goal I want every woman that I come in contact with to know that you deserve everything in this world that you want especially when it comes to your career if you want to be making a certain amount of money then put together that strategy and figure out how to get that done if it's not at your company if it's not in your industry if it's not with your current credentials 
if it's if you need to start a side hustle whatever you need to do you just need to be willing to go ahead and do it and the first step though is to understand that you deserve it so that's my story that's where i came from that is my advice to you if you enjoyed this podcast then please leave me a review subscribe and tell your friends tell your mom tell your cousin tell your aunt whoever let them know that this is what we're talking about over here at deeper than work on the deeper than work podcast and we can go from there if you have any questions for me that you would like me to answer on the podcast shoot me an email deeper than work at gmail.com and i look forward to hearing from you